I remember it just like it was yesterday, and it was 40 years ago when I was working in the financial arena. I remember I worked at a manufacturing plant, and we were having trouble with, we still called them secretaries back then, having trouble with the secretary, and my boss finally got fed up with it, got a new secretary, all excited, very talented, and then... One day, just like with the other one, we heard the secretary say, it's not in my job description. Is there anything as substitute teachers that's not in our job description? All right, guys, Greg Collins, Substitute Teacher's Lounge. I know what you're thinking. Some of you are thinking different things. Some of you are saying, all right, is Greg going to tell us that there's certain things as a substitute teacher that we can refuse to do? Or is he going to tell us that no matter what we're told to do, suck it up and do it? Or is he going to say something somewhere in between? We'll get to that. Great week. I had a great week this week. I was back at a school that I enjoy teaching. We're going into high school volleyball season's over. I'm a referee, and we're going back into middle school, which I actually think is a little bit more fun because it's before they start to take it quite as seriously. Everybody's out to have fun. The referees take that into consideration, and that's a fun time. And a lot of the volleyball players recognize me in the hallway and They were proud to say that their first scrimmage was going to be that night I was substitute teaching. I wasn't a part of it, but it was going to be that night. I was excited for them. Also had a very nice Veterans Day presentation at the school. I was glad I was there for that and to honor all of those that have served for our country. Also, I had a root canal this week, so it's been a crazy week, but the pain is gone. I have to have another one, but there's no pain in that one right now, so that's coming up this week. But let's talk about this topic. You know I've got a weird mind, and anymore, I mean, we're up to episode 182, so sometimes it's hard to come up with subjects and titles when you've done this over 180 times. At the same time, I know that back at episode 25, episode 50, not too many people go back and listen to those older episodes. I have a lot of people when they first stumble up on the podcast that are listening to episode one and the first few and the more popular ones tend to still be the ones about paddling, not paddling, disciplinary issues in the classroom, because we all want to, you know, we we need more help dealing with things that happen seldomly than we do with things that happen all the time. The things that happen all the time have to do with learning. The things that we have to be prepared for most have to do with discipline, Hopefully, you're dealing with learning more than discipline, but that's some of the topics that I guess I can redo because there's probably not a whole lot of people that have heard, new people, I should say, that have heard the previous episode. I know a lot of you have heard it because I see the numbers, but anyway, so I'm always looking for new topics. This one popped up in my head because you heard the opening. You know, maybe I've heard this more in the corporate 
public job type world and it just popped into my mind and then I heard it said I'm not going to tell you how recently because I don't want to give it away to the schools but it is recently enough that you know I'll say it like this it's within the last couple of months that I heard this comment and first of all I want you to think about what can substitute teachers say when they feel like they're being asked to do something outside of the substitute teacher job description, one pops into my head right away. So let's make a little laundry list first. Are I'm not going to say they are yet, but I am going to say these are things that I know have popped into your mind that when they ask you to do it, you even if you even if you feel like it may be in the job description, it's not something that you particularly enjoy and you don't feel it's proper for substitute teachers to ask to be do to do this. You know, and I keep using the phrase job description, that's a little bit formal. I think I'm just gonna approach this as saying, all right, that's not my job. Does a substitute teacher ever have the right to say it's not my job. Let me mention some things that you might think are not your job. So let's go for it. We know when we sign up to do some substitute teaching, we sign up for a class. We normally, not, I'm going to say most of you that listen to this are long time, most everyday substitute teachers, and you've got your routine. You don't just sign up for everything that comes along. You get to know the teachers or you've gotten to know the teachers by now. You know the subjects they teach. You know the grade they teach. It's funny. I taught sixth grade this week, and more than one of them was telling me they were listening to my podcast, and I said, well, did you know a recent one was about how sixth grade is my favorite one to teach? And most of them said, yeah, that's the first one that we listened to. So here's some things. The first one that popped into my mind was planning period. Okay, now I just so happened to have a planning period this week. That was the last period of the day. I'm not one of those that feel like I have to book out of there. I, I feel like I'm getting paid to be there. Sorry if that makes you cringe. I mean, what am I rushing home for? It's just going to sit on the couch for an extra hour. There was a traffic issue. So here's what I ended up doing. It's funny, really, because one of the regular teachers just said, if I was you, I'd get out of here now. I mean, you, you don't need to be here this last hour. And I did leave early. I left early mainly because there was a traffic situation, but I still, I, I cleaned up the room. I made sure all the Chromebooks were plugged in, all that kind of thing. But planning periods, a lot of you will say, I signed up for this class and this class only. It's not my job to go to another class during a planning period. That's not what I signed up for. Have you ever had those thoughts? Have you ever thought, it's not the class I wanted. Let's take that to another level. What if you get to the school? Now, I say this, keep in mind that this week, in fact, more, more often than not, one of the schools in our area got smart and 
they've gotten into a pattern that they know they're going to need substitute teachers <laughs> probably Friday and Monday more so than any other days. I get, you know, in fact, in our area, you get paid more if you work on Monday, you get paid more if you work on Friday. And if you work Monday and Friday of the same week, you get a little bump up from that as well. So that's the way they've tried to do it. But there's one school in our area that when they post a sub, the administrative assistant posts it and it just says teacher. You don't know who you're teaching for. I like this school well enough that there's not a teacher in the building that I wouldn't enjoy their class. I've had most of their classes and I sign up for that anyway. But a lot of you feel like if I sign up for a certain class, I don't want them to tell me when I get there that I'm going somewhere else. That's not my job. I signed up for this class. I want to be in this class. And it kind of perturbs you. I'll take it to another level. Once you get a really good reputation about both teaching and handling problems, well, if they have a need, a sudden need, especially one morning, and they know that you're capable of handling it, even though you were hoping for a more laid-back day, well, you're too good, guys. They might put you in there because they're not confident that other substitute teachers could handle that. I've told you a story before a long time ago about I actually had a library day scheduled one day, went up there in the middle of the first period. Actually, I guess it was the end of the first period. They said, Mr. Collins, we need you to go to room 410 after first period and stay there for the rest of the day. Well, it was a similar situation to what I was talking about, but here's what actually happened. I spent an hour in the library. I enjoyed it because I got to play around with the gadgets that check out the books. I got to meet... Kids from all grades, I love that. Of course, it was just first period, so I didn't get to meet that many of them. What had happened? The substitute teacher got in there at 8 o'clock and was so frustrated with her first period after the class was over. She just walked out. She just walked out, and they called me to come up there. I was happy to do it, but it can be frustrating a lot of times because that's not what we signed up for. It's not my job. Is it even my job to teach or is it just my job to follow orders? That's another one. What if you get into one of those rare times where the teacher wasn't able to leave sub plans for that day? Now, thank goodness with the emails and the texts and all that kind of thing, you're probably going to get a teacher that comes in. I've had a teacher say, I can't believe this teacher is this disorganized because I had one day, it was years ago, one day where we didn't know what we were going to do in that class and we finally came up with something. That's another thing, by the way, when you gain a good reputation, they're going to feel comfortable putting you in a class that even one that they fear may not have any subplans because they know you can handle it. They know you'll think of the subject. They know you know how to use Google. They know you know how to pull up Kahoot or Quizlet or something like that. They know you have enough games in your mind like Password. Guys, go back and listen to that episode about Password. 
the kids are loving it at every grade level. They want, unfortunately, I guess, want to play it every time I show up now. I make it so that it has to do with the class. It worked out well this week because of the veterans program. I only had two periods that didn't have an unusual schedule, and they didn't have that much work to do because the other classes weren't scheduled to do that much work. So we were able to do it in that. So so we've got all these things in our mind now. That's not my job. Now, is there ever anything that I would refuse to do? You know, I don't think so. I think I understand. I'm married to a teacher. I know what they go through. I had to clean up a spill in a classroom. They, not in no, no other teacher helped me out. They had other things to do. Was that in my job description? Was that part of my job? They did bring in towels and supplies for me to clean it up cleaned it up. I felt like I needed to clean up. Are you one of those that looks around the floor at the end of the day for pencils and paper and trash that at least the kind that you can easily pick up and throw away so that, you know, when the when the janitors sweep, they don't have to bend over and pick up things. They can just sweep it into their dustpan, all that good stuff. Or is that not part of your job? Are you not going to do that? Here's what I would think. Here's how I think we need to approach it. If there's something that you feel, everything that I mentioned today, I do. Now, are there things that I enjoy less than others? Yes, and probably the thing I enjoy least is being pulled to another class during my planning period. It's not because I feel like I have to have a planning period. I don't. I don't need one. It's because I'm now going into an area that I don't know what I'm expecting, don't know what the other classes have been learning all day, and it's completely different than what I've taught the rest of the day. You know how it is. Your first period, I've said it before, is kind of like your guinea pigs. You kind of get the kinks out of what you're teaching, what you're giving to them. So by the time you get to the second period, you know how to do it better. They may even get a better lesson because you learn some things from first period. Well, always remember that it's okay not to enjoy some things as much as others, but these teachers, this is going to say, I don't want to say the word corny. That's that's not a proper word for this situation, but teachers are so overworked. They have a lot of things to do. If you can help them out by cleaning up a spill, if you can help them out by walking a child to the nurse, even though that may not be part of your job as a substitute teacher, do it anyway. There are some things that you should refuse to do, but that has more to do with how you're being treated as a person. The only time, there hasn't been a whole lot, I was going to say the only time, then I say there's not a whole lot of times that I feel like I'm being taken advantage of. It has nothing to do with any of the things I've mentioned so far, but it's more like a feeling, okay, he's the substitute teacher. This is a lowly job. Let him do it. I want him to set with these really troublemaker students because I don't want to do it. Well, there's not 
a whole lot of things a substitute teacher can do in certain situations without getting a teacher involved anyway. There's some things this, you know, I, I feel good that students will come up to me when we're like in a group setting, maybe in a gymnasium playing and ask my permission to do things. And, you know, if it's something simple like get a drink of water, go to the bathroom, I tell them to go ahead. But if it's something more serious than that, I say, I, I know what I would say to you, but it's probably more proper if you go to one of those full-time teachers over there and ask them because I don't want to tell you one thing and then the school have a policy for something else. So remember all that. When you're asked to do something that is not part of your job as a substitute teacher, don't make a big deal out of it. Let's tell you what the bottom line is. The more things you do like that... The more things you help me out with, the more things you help others out with, the more they want to be around you, and the more they will ask you to substitute teach. So get out of the mindset, at least. Don't let people take advantage of you, but asking you to clean up something on the floor is not taking advantage of you. So as a substitute teacher, be as helpful as possible, even if you don't think it's in your job description. It's not part of your job. Do it anyway and watch your name go further up the call list of the substitute teachers that are asked to come to those schools.